0: Welcome to the first episode of Elephant Out of the Room. How exciting. Uh, just a brief description before we start. I uh, wanted to create this podcast because I believe that everybody has something to offer. With that being said, I sat down with my close friend Joe Taylor johnson and we spoke about his recent trip to Australia. He told me all about his experience and he also gave some good advice in terms of routes, places to go, cost-wise... So I think it will be very interesting for anyone that would like to travel or is interested in Australia. We are quite new to this, so apologies if it is a little rusty, but things will only get better. And I can confirm the elephant is out of the room, so we can talk about it. So we wanted to discuss today, Joe has recently been to Australia for two and a half weeks, and... I wanted to have a chat with him he could definitely offer some advice on his trip uh, the best bits all the reasons why he went and the planning and stuff so we'll just get straight into it Um,
1: why did you choose to go to Australia so I think I analyzed it and I started looking at how much traveling I've done in my my 24 years and I realized the furthest I'd ever been was Turkey so I've been to a lot of places in Europe and I went to the eastern part of Turkey, which just about counts as going to Asia. Yes, you take um, that off. I did tick that off. Um, so I wanted to go a little bit further, and there's nowhere further you can go than Australia. No, you're right. Nearly doubled your flight time there, probably. Uh, and the rest. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, Australia is a place that I didn't know much about, um, but I've heard some wonderful things. Um, one of my best friends at work his sister moved out there about six years ago um and he'd never ticked off that box of going to visit her Mm. um so he sort of came to me with the idea um about going out there for a holiday um even with the potential of looking to move and work out there himself um and then obviously he'd lean on my shoulders and see if i felt the same and as soon as he asked me it was like yeah i'm definitely up for it um so I'd say we we plan to go in January this year, um, at the beginning of twenty nineteen. Um, so it gives you about nine, nine ten months to start getting the plans in place. Exactly. Yeah, you have to go early. The best flight deals come out in January. Okay. Um, and we were looking to fly in October. So yeah, we we got about a ten month gap in between booking our flight mm. and and actually going.
0: And where are you flying from? Because considering we're based in uh, in Kent, so just outside of London. Did you have a look at the um, different airports
1: there? Yeah, I think long, long-haul flights, you're looking at mainly flying from Heathrow, which is where we went from. Yeah. Um, so we've, we flew from Heathrow um, and my best friend's sister lives in, is based in Sydney. Um, so that, that was our, our first port of call. Sydney's a, a wonderful city to start in. It really grips you with the Australian culture straight away. Um, and you think it's the capital? You you do think it's the capital. Yeah. Um, So, interesting fact, what I learned out there Mm. was that a few years ago, Sydney and Melbourne were both battling for capital city right. Um, And they couldn't come to a decision. So, they found the biggest, most central city, which was Canberra, and just decided that was going to be the capital. Yeah. and you go out there, and you speak to pe- people from both Sydney and Melbourne, and <laughs> they're not the biggest fans no. of people from Canberra, and, and they're known to be pretty boring. Um, so you didn't venture to, to Canberra? We didn't go to Canberra, no. um, but we did have the benefit of actually meeting someone from there who came to Sydney for a day out, um, and it was actually hard to make conversation with them. Um, <sighs> It has to be said. So he, it's not ideal. yeah, he was a very uh, stereotypical type of character um, for the, for what we was told. Um,
0: well, that's like coming to to England and Norwich being the capital. Yeah, you know.
1: exactly. You you get told that they have more than five fingers at times, yeah. and then you see someone with seven. Um, <laughs>
0: so you booked the flights in kind of January February time. What kind of planning and maybe even costs came into that before? before leaving before even getting on the plane
1: yeah so obviously you need excuse me an idea of what you want to see and what you want to do when you're out there um we knew we was going to be based in sydney to start with but we also knew we wanted to see not only the wider parts of sydney but also we wanted to do a bit of traveling up the east coast so the first thing you need to do after booking your flights is just to get some accommodation booked in Depending on how you want to do it, you can go on booking.com and you can look at the different hotels available. So we went on there and we actually booked a couple nights accommodation in Manly um, on the beachfront. But then we also downloaded Hostel World. Um, Yes, I've used that before. It's a very, very good
0: app. Seems to offer really cheap hostels, um, really easy to use. You can see the reviews, which is important for me. So, yeah, I've definitely heard that one's a good app to download.
1: Yeah, lo- lots of options on there, well-priced, and you also don't actually need to book in that early. Mm. Um, so we we were actually halfway through our trip when we managed to book accommodation in, in Byron Bay. Um, we booked a room, and it was only, I think, £17 a night um, per person. So cheap, flexible, um, and pretty easy to do on the go. So, yeah, we booked some some accommodation. It gave us an idea of where we'd be during our two 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 and a half weeks there. Other things we needed to think about was just um, activities that we wanted to do. Um, and both of us were keen on doing a skydive. Yep. So as it got closer to the time, we booked in a, a date to do the skydive. I suppose that's
0: more important because it's more likely to get booked up, especially while you're out there.
1: Yeah, you don't want to get there and then... Then found to be left disappointed. And then um, having to come back a, a month later. Yeah. Just to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and it's also good to get a few large expenditures mm. out of the way before you go. So that you have as much spending money out there where, when when you're there enjoying yourself. Um, so we arranged the skydive. We actually paid £130 pounds, okay. um, before we went to do it. Um, you're going to shout out the, do you remember the company's name? Uh, Skydive Australia okay yeah very good company to book it through um, upon arrival there we actually paid to upgrade so that we could have our, our videos taken by the tandem skydiver yeah um, and that was the best decision we've we made on the whole holiday plus you buy insurance when you're there so you don't have to worry about booking it beforehand we were slightly worried that we we were going to skydive uninsured. Mm. Um, but once you're there and you're signing in, you can do it there. And it's, it's something like an extra 30 Australian dollars. So all in all, to do the skydive was 253 um, Great British Pounds. Um, but it was the best day of our trip. Um, we turned up at Wollongong Beach, just south of Sydney. Um, at eight o'clock in the morning, tensions were a bit high. I can imagine. <laughs> um, didn't know whether we should eat or drink or <laughs> it was it was quite nerve wracking. Or go home. Or yeah. go home. Um <laughs> it's never too late until mm. you get in the plane. Yeah, you're you're paired up with your professional skydiver. Um Did you see their license or did uh, you just have to trust this guy with your life, basically? Yeah, so he just comes up to you, they call your name out. Um, and you sort of put your hand up sheepishly. Um and then before you know it, he's got a GoPro in your face and he's filming you, asking you questions about why you're here. Yeah. Uh and the answer is I don't know. I don't know. Just <laughs> putting it up a wind. Yeah. yeah. Um it but one thing I would say is that it's it's a really smooth process. Um, it all happens very quickly. You put your you put your overalls on, you get your harness tied and you're on the coach to the plane within fifteen minutes. You get straight on the on the plane, and there was probably about sixteen um, customers, six, and then sixteen accompanied professionals. Mm. Um, and one thing that surprised me was how quickly all sixteen of you exit the plane. Um, there's about five to fifteen seconds they say yeah. between each each diver exiting the plane. So. I actually watched my friend go out... Um, screaming. <laughs> I wish I could hear him screaming. Uh, it's so loud up there. Once they open the window, it, it's game time. And to see him fly out of the, the window is just an unreal sort of thought. Just seeing your friend fall from the sky, yeah. knowing, knowing that you're next. Like you, some sort of
0: hostage situation. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> you position yourself on the edge of the plane um, and then your life is literally in the hands of someone else. But as soon as we exited the plane, you looked down on the world. We saw the beach, we saw the ocean. We, how, how high are you, do you know? Uh, we was about 14,000 feet up in the air. Okay. Um, so a good height. Yeah. Um, you're falling at about 190 kilometres an hour um, when you first exit the plane. It's not until you realise that the professional has control of the parachute, ejection in one hand and just a GoPro in the other <laughs> so he's got a GoPro in one hand and your life in the other and you're falling what does he drop first <laughs> yeah and you're falling at 190 kilometers an hour I'd say you're free falling at that speed for about 30 seconds and the thrill is just insane if you leave your mouth open slightly it will dry up in, in less than half a second the worst feeling from the whole experience was that one of my eardrums needed popping Oh yeah but that is the imagine. worst. I mean,
0: that's not too bad, is it? <laughs> no. A lot, lot worse could have happened. Um, and have you seen those videos where they jump out and then the instructor or someone on the plane goes, no, 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 wait. And then the <laughs> other person's obviously absolutely scared and thought, what's well, gone wrong? But obviously it's a complete joke.
1: I haven't actually seen them. I think I tried to avoid them before going. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I wouldn't advise looking for those sorts of videos. No, if no. I, it's
0: like watching Jaws before going for a swim. Just shouldn't be done. Sorry.
1: Um, so he pulls, he pulls the parachute, and then you're floating through the air for about three or four minutes, and just admiring the world beneath you. And you actually get to control the parachute. He mm. teaches you how to use it. It ends up becoming a bit of a roller coaster ride when you can do a three sixty in the air. <laughs> so if you're on, if you're on a budget, uh, would you recommend doing that? So we actually spoke to a few people out there um, who were traveling light. Um and mentioning the price of it, it it did come as a little bit of a shock mm. or something that wouldn't have fitted into their into what they were looking to do achieve from mm. their travelling experience. Um but if you do have a little bit of money behind you perhaps you are going only going there for a holiday. Um, then I'd definitely recommend it.
0: Okay. And just jumping back a bit before getting on the plane, is there anything else that you needed to to kind of buy Yeah, yeah
1: so we, obviously, we sorted out our accommodations. We also had to purchase some internal flights. Oh, OK. Um, they equate to about £60, £70 pounds a time. So part of our trip, we started in Sydney and we flew up to Sunshine Coast first, which is about an hour and a half flight up the East Coast. Um, And we stayed in a, a lovely little town called Noosa. That was as far north it was, as we were able to achieve in, in our time there. But we booked that flight... We also booked a flight from Byron Bay back to Sydney um, and then we left a gap in between Noosa and Byron um, for spontaneity.
0: Would you say it's important to to book these things because obviously what what that means is that you've got some sort of structure in place or did you at times feel like you could have had an extra night here to sacrifice a night there and would have liked to have gone a bit
1: more kind of I guess spontaneous? Yeah, so I think we had, obviously we had two and a half weeks there. The first week we knew we'd be in Sydney. We then knew we were flying to Sunshine Coast and had a a five-day gap between a flight from Sunshine and a flight from Byron Bay. And that felt like enough time to leave it open and just to follow where where our heads led us. Um, I think you definitely want some form of structure. You need a rough idea of where you're going to be for only two and a half weeks mm. because otherwise you might find that you end up wasting a day and you just can't afford to Definitely. do that yeah. in, in Australia mm. because until you fly over there, before you the plane crosses Australian land and then you realise your flight is still going to last for another six hours before you get to where you need to be over mm. the other side of Australia, you don't realise how large it is and how long it takes to travel from one place to another. So you imagine an, an hour and a half flight from Sydney to Sunshine Coast is probably about a 12-hour drive. And a 12-hour drive from the south of England, you could get all the way up to Scotland in that time and cover two countries. Yeah, um, it's a completely different ballpark out there. It, it's so vast. But if you only have a short amount of time, then definitely have some... A well structured approach, leaving some room for spontaneity. If you're going there traveling and you have maybe a month or longer,
0: because I guess some people would even take like six months out, wouldn't they, to travel around the south and then west south east coast. Yeah, definitely. Australia.
1: Yeah, if you've got more time to do it, then book a one way flight, have a few Just ideas of from what there. you want to do, and then and then follow where the friends that you meet will take you. Yeah. Um, that's something that we found staying in Byron Bay. Um, was the first time we actually stayed in a hostel on our trip and that's where we met the most, the biggest variety of people, uh, where we made the best friends, um, where we heard the best stories and where we started doing the more random things. So what, what did you, uh, I mean you mentioned skydiving, I imagine that was
0: one of your favourite things to do, what kind of things can you do or did you do uh, out in Australia?
1: Yeah, so as you, as you said, the skydive was in, incredible. Um, that day we also went to um, an Australian zoo um, to see some of the wildlife. Um, so we saw some crocodiles and lions. Um, I was going to
0: say, it's slightly different wildlife to what you get in uh, English zoos, isn't it? Absolutely. A bit more in their own kind of
1: habitat, I guess. Yeah, it was the first time I've seen a crocodile before up close. Mm. Um, so we got to see a feeding show. Um Slightly unethical times, mm. but as expected, it was a good experience. Other things we did, we were out in Sydney for the National Rugby League Finals Day, okay, um, which is their equivalent of the FA Cup Final, um, but they celebrate it in a lot bigger style. The game is played on a Sunday night. It was between the Sydney Roosters and the Canberra Raiders, <clears throat> and. It was the biggest match up in about twenty five years because Canberra had never hadn't been there for that long in the final, and the whole city just erupted. Basically, it yeah. was on a Sunday night. It was a bank holiday Monday for everyone the next day. Nice. Um, we know what that's like here. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we went to a place in Manly called Wolf Bar, um, one of the most popular places to visit, right on the the seafront. Um, lovely little bar and it attracted a lot of people. It ended up being a great game to watch and, and a great night after that. Other things we did out there, there's lots of national parks, loads of beautiful beaches. You're five minutes from the coastline wherever you are. One thing I would recommend is that if you can get yourself a vehicle, then do that. Um, we had the benefit of having access to a car. But there's plenty of places where you can rent a car um, and you can either sort that online before you go. Yeah. Or, or Is it quite easy to sort out when in country as well? Yeah, so the only difficulty we found was wanting to pick up a car in Sunshine Coast and drop it off in Byron Bay. Um, I think the only company offering that was Hurt. But you'd have to look into that. If you want to pick up a car from one particular location and mm. drop it off in the same place, you'll find it a lot easier and probably a lot cheaper as well. And did
0: you go out-out? Did you have a few drinks while you were out there? Uh, Yes, we did. It is known to be a bit of a, some places like Byron Bay, a bit of a party place.
1: Yeah, Byron Bay is a very, it's a lot smaller than I imagined. Mm. There's only a few main roads with a few clubs. Okay. Um... And there's a very strong hippie vibe to it. Um, So we met some fantastic (laughs) people. The the clientele there, if I was to describe them, they don't have a lot of money, but they don't need a lot of money. Perfect Um, way to live. Yeah, they they enjoy spending time with their friends, playing music and relaxing. We were fortunate enough to meet one guy there who was from Amsterdam, but he'd been living in Byron Bay for a few years. And we met him on a night out and he wasn't able to speak Mm. um, because he was having such a good time. He'd probably taken one or two things that were helping him feel the way he felt. Of course, yeah. Um, Wasn't just like a silent retreat for him, was it? No. (laughs) And we had a game of pool with him uh, and he, yeah, he could just about see the balls. Okay. but he was... Made it involved. an easy win for you. Yeah, it was our first win in the holiday, so it was quite nice, actually. <laughs> um, and then we were, we were down the beach the following day, and, mm. and he popped up, and we said hello. And mm. he, he didn't really remember us, but he was only too happy to reintroduce himself. Um <laughs> And it turned out that he was selling coconuts on the beach. Oh, okay. Um So there's... there's Ways that people find to live out there that it's just mm. so different to, mm. to London life. Yeah. Um,
0: it must be refreshing
1: to see that there's other ways of living and absolutely. more important things at times. Yeah, you them. you imagine we, we sit in an office for eight hours a day. They sit by the beach for eight hours a day.
0: I know what I'd rather do. <laughs> and so do I. <laughs> <laughs> and when So is there anything, uh, any places that you'd
1: avoid mm. or you weren't, you are were expecting a bit more from? Touching back on Byron Bay, it, it is only a small place. Um, we spent five nights there. You probably need a maximum of three yeah. um, to cover everywhere you want want to go. We did a great kayaking ocean tour there. One morning we got up nice and early after a night out. Not the best idea, but we we took a kayak out as part of a group into the Pacific Ocean. Um, we were lucky enough to see some sea turtles to start with, but the... The main the main event was seeing some humpback whales um, in the distance, crashing their tails about. And <laughs> nice. They're <laughs> not, massive, aren't they? Oh, the, yeah. So they are they about eighteen meters long um, and they weigh forty tons. Okay. Um, and it was quite a sight to see them all all playing in the ocean together. Was there anything uh, that you didn't manage to do? Uh, there was lots that we didn't manage to do. Go if we was to go back there. Um, one city that we have to have to visit is Melbourne. Um, it's reputed as the greatest city of Australia. The vibe there, the things you're able to do there. The only thing that holds it back is the weather. So you have to strategically plan what months of the year you want to be there. And that would probably be December to February. So in
0: terms of weather, obviously you, were, you went in October. Mm. Um, what, what was the weather like around around
1: that time? so that's that's their spring into summer season okay um so we actually arrived on our first morning and by 10 a.m it was 28 degrees (laughs) so we was having breakfast at Balmoral beach on the on the beachfront the the sun was out it was glistening on the water we was having a nice breakfast and straight away we knew we was going to have a good time out there
0: almost a perfect time to go just kind of spring leading into summer isn't it yeah
1: definitely um yeah, we we did have some more overcast days. Um and when we was up in Noosa we actually had we was there for two nights and there was thunderstorms both nights. Um and it was the first time they'd had rain there since February. Oh wow. Um, so you got to knew take, you were coming. Yeah, you got to take the rough with the smooth sometimes but the the days were were sunny enough that we didn't mind a bit of rainfall in the evening um and to be fair, the locals were actually very happy with it mm. um because they they face droughts they yeah. face wildfires, mm. so you, you it can know, be important sometimes, can't it to... definitely you got to think about the environment sometimes rather yeah. than personal gain
0: and did uh i mean obviously you you had work constraints so you couldn't go for too long. Do you think two and a half weeks is long enough for a, if a person did have a bit more time? Could they see more places and make the most of it?
1: I think two and a half weeks is the minimum amount of time you can spend there. Um, there's so much more that we didn't get to cover, that we didn't get to see. Um, and it's definitely enticing myself and and my friend to go back. Um, in what form that takes, I'm not too sure yet mm. whether it's another short-term holiday whether I need to think about spending a serious amount of time there, but it's just a different world. It's a different culture. Mm. The people out there seem happier. Yeah. Seem friendlier. It. It is. It is hard because you get caught up in a bubble of being away, being on no. holiday, being in the sun. Yeah. Um, the sun always makes people happier. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Um, so
0: and how is it? Have you felt change since you've been back? Like, because obviously people do say. Travelling, um, going away to different places, seeing different things, it does change a part of you. So when you come back, you might reflect on things or look at things differently.
1: Yeah, I think where I have been solidly working for for five years, mm. um, having not had some of the summers that some of my friends have had, maybe going to uni, I haven't had the opportunity to explore the world in maybe the way that I would have want to, if I had the knowledge of what was out there. So I was very, very comfortable in doing my day to day in London. And and that was the life I was leading. But now I've had a glimpse of what else is out there. It's hard to ignore. Since coming back, I've definitely thought about taking some time away from, from the office first, and maybe away from London, looking to spend some more time in australia but i've also thought about traveling to america as well
0: i mean australia could be the start of it there is so many places there I want are so to go many and places. see but what
1: what a way to start
0: mm. in the on the east coast
1: yeah one one thing i would take into consideration about moving out there is how how hard it is to adapt to the time time zone differential because mm. um, what's the difference between let's say london and sydney so London and Sydney at the moment is since they've gone into daylight saving we've fallen back an hour it's now 11 hours so keeping in contact with friends and family from back home is actually very difficult As as you can imagine one person goes to sleep while the other person wakes up so you do have to take that into account it took me a good three or four days to to adjust to trying to keep in touch with people back home Um, i suppose
0: because it's for two and a half weeks you don't have to worry about home too much because you know you'll see them very soon and obviously you've got once in a once in a lifetime opportunity to experience these things where you're at yeah
1: Yeah, definitely and Mm -hmm. what you will find is once you spend a month or maybe longer down in the southern hemisphere in Mm -hmm. australia or anywhere else for for that matter You'll create a new life for yourself. Yeah. You'll create new friends and, and new people that you'd call family. You'll just adjust. Yeah. So if you could
0: have three things, um, just if someone was listening and what, you know was potentially interested in going to Australia, I know it's not a thing you can turn around and do the next month, but if someone wanted to, to go in the next few years, what kind of three bits of advice would you give them?
1: I think definitely plan early. Yeah. Um, you definitely need to have some sort of structure work out why you want to go there um, and then you'll get the full amount of benefit and leave lots of room for spontaneity because there's so many different things to do out there so many different people that you can meet and so much to see so mm.
0: well you've definitely made me interested I <clears throat> I have been to Australia I went to the West Coast um, which is in Perth I've actually been three or four times to visit some family friends. Um, really enjoyed it. I think it's obviously beautiful weather, really nice people, great way of living. And I've been up and down that, that West Coast quite a bit. But there's something different about the East Coast. It's a lot more touristy. Um, it has bigger and better cities, like as you mentioned, Sydney and Melbourne. So you've uh, definitely interested me to uh, to go away um, and check out that part of the the world as well.
1: Yeah, and just the last thing I'd add to that we we met a lot of people from western australia that have moved over to the east coast and and they don't want to move back <laughs> there um, you go that's
0: the difference between it it's yeah. like england and scotland <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> anyway yeah thanks for uh thanks for coming in and having this um having this chat and
1: sharing your experience in australia thanks for having really me. appreciate it cheers, cheers.